0: How many Cloverfield paradoxes does it take to get to the center of its universe? I actually have no idea. But that doesn't mean we didn't have fun recording this episode of Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Orbiting a planet on the brink of war, scientists test a device to solve an energy crisis and end up face-to-face with a dark alternate reality. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the Cloverfield Paradox, directed by Julius Ona and produced by J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot, so there's lots of mystery and lots of boxes. (laughs) Netflix dropped the trailer during Super Bowl Sunday and made the film available to stream right after the game finished. It was a very unique event, and one I hope Netflix uses on other high-visibility films. I tucked in after the game to watch it, and it was a really nice transition from sports ball to a brand-new Cloverfield movie. Beautiful. Two. Two. I'm getting sick of only seeing you on a screen. One. 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 Please, God. So, our thoughts on the Cloverfield paradox, starting with Travis, Cloverfield, plus a paradox.
1: <laughs> I thought this was a solid movie. Um, I didn't love every aspect of it, but I, you know, in general... It was really good. You could tell that it was something that they had already been established that they bought and added the Cloverfield parts into the same way they did with Eleven Cloverfield Lane ten ten Cloverfield Lane. But I didn't think Eleven
0: it, Cloverfield Lane is going to be the secret, right?
1: <laughs> but I didn't think it really suffered for it. it Maybe a little bit of a disjointed plot in a couple of places, but yeah, overall, I I loved the aspect of how kind of feeding into the fear that people had of the Large Hadron Collider a couple of years back like oh they're going to destroy the world and then in the Cloverfield Paradox spoiler alert they kind of do and <laughs>
0: <coughs> oh yeah we're just going to get into spoilers right away yeah. so spoilers just go watch it on Netflix <laughs> and come back
1: <laughs> yeah and I, I love the science of it even though I don't think the science was very accurate it was fun sci-fi science and the it was schlock
0: fight yeah. it was schlock fight yeah
1: yeah and i liked how i think they tied this together with the cloverfield series in general is it seems like what they do kind of tears a rip in space time that lets all kinds of shit go crazy with monsters showing up and i'm assuming this is kind of permeating through different dimensions through different times because the original that's
0: how i definitely read it yeah the
1: original cloverfield took place i guess in the early 2000s and mid 2000s and this one takes place further in the future so in order for that to have any connection it's got to. That has to be how it works. But if I think
0: so, and if you listen to Dan Trachtenberg, who um, directed 10 Cloverfield Lane, he even said that his movie is in a different universe than the original Cloverfield was in. So, yeah, I mean, 10 Cloverfield Lane could have fit in the original Cloverfield verse, but it was years wise. It wasn't in the same time. So mm-hmm. it looks like in 10 in the Cloverfield Paradox, what they do rips all and like all these different dimensions. um Yeah. Yeah, that's how I yeah. read it, too.
1: But honestly, even if that's not the case, even if it's just we're going to make a Cloverfield movie every couple of years that has the same kind of theme, then OK, that's fine, too. I don't really need it to tie it, everything together. But yeah, aside from some wonky humor that didn't quite work with the mood of the movie and some really kind of balls out science that wasn't like even at all. Remotely accurate. (laughs) I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought it was really solid.
0: Alternate science. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Tim.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It, uh, it was a little schlocky, a little bit. It, it felt somewhere in between like, uh, you know, modern sci-fi and like a B movie kind of thing. But I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, it seems like they're basically setting up the Cloverfield franchise to be almost kind of like a uh, Twilight Zone, but with movies where yeah. they're not really tied together, but they I'm all have so this kind of like I think that's so cool, yeah. Theme, you know, almost, yeah. yeah. And I I'm down with that. Like, that's cool. I like that premise. Um, I would say this is maybe my least favorite of the Cloverfield movies, but still pretty good i i enjoyed it you know especially considering i got to just watch it at home i didn't have to go to yeah. the theater or oh anything my like god that.
0: thank you netflix for saving me. not that i wouldn't go have gone see this in theater i would have but i didn't i don't want to it was so great right after the football game it's like a cloverfield movie sign me up i was so stoked oh my gosh it was so good i loved i loved watching it that way like i never want to go see a cloverfield movie in the theater again like i don't have to <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> Yeah, this uh, this probably would not have been a movie
2: I would have seen in the theaters, but having it on Netflix, I watched it. Yeah. The, the day
0: that it released. And that was awesome. Yeah. Seeing a movie the day it comes out, like right away on. Oh, it was great. I love that. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about the movies not doing well with critics right now. It's kind of how I want to start <laughs> talking about what I think of the movie. Uh, it's a five percent 15- on uh
2: Rotten tomatoes. So no, yeah. it's it's not doing well critically.
0: No, it's not. And a 5.7 on IMDB, which makes more sense to me. That's like well, about half the people liked it or whatever, half people sort of didn't. But the 17% makes no sense to me. Like, are are people saying it's a complete and total failure? I think I think they probably are, which I don't understand. To me, a total failure is like half the movie they aim the camera down at the ground. You know what I mean? Like you can't understand dialogue or like, I don't understand why movies don't get a baseline rating where you say like, Oh, okay. This was shot properly, which it was. The special effects were really good in this movie too. The, the music was great. You know what I mean? So I don't, I don't understand this This 17%. Well, the 17,
1: like with Metacritic, well, with, um, rotten tomatoes, Tomatoes. like if 100% of reviewers gave it like a 59 out of a hundred, it would be a zero Rotten Tomatoes score because it's the percentage of people who like the movie, not really the rating they gave it. But then, even if you go to Metacritic right now, it's got a thirty-seven on Metacritic. So, that- uh, uh,
0: thirty-seven doesn't make any sense no, either. I, I agree. Think. This I movie agree. is not that bad. I mean, it's it suffers from some things that I think like certain kinds of people are being picky about movies nowadays. On which I also want to talk about. But like, again, I'm not saying this is a perfect movie. I just don't understand that rating. Yeah, I don't I don't think the way Rotten Tomatoes scores movies makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. But anyways, so this is kind of how it happened that I watched it. So after the Super Bowl, I watched it and I loved it. I really did. I thought it had some weird points that made no sense. And we're going to get into that we'll talk about some of the criticisms of the movie the top ones that i saw at least two and then we'll talk about what we think of that but i loved it and then i was like wow this is really great the way that it was rev- and and i and i think part of that was because they're like new cloverfield movies out and you don't have to go to a movie theater and i was so into that you know what i mean and i watched it right away and i loved that i loved it i love that experience so much and then i read the reviews and i was like seriously people were just dumping on this movie. And I did not understand why they hated it. I mean, I understood their criticisms of it, but when you read a a comment for someone talking about a movie, they're just saying, dumbest movie ever, you know, kill yourself. You know, it's just, there's nothing there. I could not understand what people are thinking about until you read like a thousand comments till you get like an overall understanding of what people are saying. Again, and I don't think it was perfect. Um, So let's talk about some of those. So I think I understand some of the... Biggest criticisms of the movie, and I think I want to talk about. So in this movie, a character loses an arm in a wall, which is kind of a weird sort of what the fuck kind of scene. And then magically, later the the arm like is like in in like um thing style at like in the Addams Family or whatever. It's like pulling itself disembodied, you know, as like like through the halls, and they sort of discover it, just sort of like. Moving around the halls, like pulling itself along. And that's kind of a weird moment. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And the movie doesn't explain how that even works a little (laughs) bit. It's just a disembodied arm. And somehow the arm knows. Where the gyro is that keeps the station, I suppose, like in like it's this artificial gravity just for no reason. It just knows where it is. And by the way, that's just in someone's stomach or whatever. And it sort of helps him with that plot point, but it doesn't explain why. And a lot of people seem to think, well, that was just stupid. And I don't think it was dumb. I just think it was weird and didn't explain it. Um, And kind of funny, like at some points. I mean, I didn't think it was that bad, but a lot of people are like... Saying it was the downfall. I don't know. What do you? What did you all think of the arm thing? I mean, that, that's a, one of the big criticisms of the movie. I think.
1: I think if you accept the science of it, it it's okay. I mean, which is the,
0: a paradox can mean magic, and yeah. magic can be yeah. anything, <laughs> I mean, which I, is not what a paradox means, by the way. But right. that's what the movie's trying to get you to think. Right?
1: How I took it, it was the other version of him. It was it wasn't his arm. It was the other him's arm. If that makes sense. So I he, see. he he knew some things, or the arm knew some things, because. Of knowledge of the other side, I guess. But my problem with that was that just thematically, it felt like okay. Suddenly, we're trying to make a comedy, and it didn't really quite gel right. The the, the mood of that those scenes seemed different. It didn't really. It wasn't something that I'm going to go on to message boards and start trolling people about or anything. But you know, a minor, very minor complaint.
0: Right. So. There's also another criticism, which they think that the way that it was tied into Cloverfield and you're right, Travis, like this is something that they even admitted, which is like when they started filming the movie, they were trying to figure out how to tie it into Cloverfield because they didn't have that in the script. And some people felt like that was really tacked on. And I don't disagree with it, but it didn't seem like it was so weird to me. Like I noticed, for instance, when they're all booting up the 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 shepherd right to do a test they have this somehow they're watching conspiracy theory news network or whatever where this guy's <laughs> talking about like like they would even have that on in the background where he's like they're going to blow up the earth and they're going to demons and aliens and all i'm glad they had that in there because it basically tied this movie together with all the cloverfield movies and it also put in a spoiler for the next one and by the way they're making a new cloverfield movie and the word on the street is that it's a World War II movie where Cloverfield happens or monsters or it becomes a Cloverfield movie at that point. And in 10 Cloverfield in the Cloverfield Paradox, he says that, you know, it's monsters and he makes a call about demons. So my thought is like um, in the World War II Cloverfield movie, we're going to see like demon monsters coming out um, as a as a way of sort of foreshadowing that. But that's just a guess or whatever. Anyways, and some people felt like that was a little tacked on and I agree that it was. But. I liked how they tried to at least try to explain Cloverfield being tied together in that way, in that way. But, um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't think it was so bad the way that they tied into the Cloverfield universe, but it was a big criticism and I can kind of see what people are thinking of. What do you guys think?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of see where they're coming from, but I, I thought the tie-ins to the larger Cloverfield universe, actually worked a little bit better than some of the other stuff in the movie, like how that gyroscope ended up inside there, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, the the guy who dies earlier in the movie. Yeah, I'm terrible at trying to remember everybody's names. Um, and also why the worms were in that same guy. Like, why is he the, like, receptacle for all this, like, rubbish <laughs> from the station, you know? Just
0: really unlucky. I kind of viewed it as that way, right? Yeah. Because that one woman from the other um shepherd she was you know like beamed into the walls and then all the bad stuff and the worms got into that guy it just seemed yeah. like real unlucky it didn't
2: explain any of that and there were times when it seemed like the station itself was trying to like
0: kill the uh the crew that's and a paradox it, man it's just a paradox you just don't understand. yeah it's and they just, just never paradox. explained why but it's magic it's made it's basically yeah magic.
2: and and that's you know a lot of people criticize criticized the movie for that and rightfully so. And, you know, maybe if they had explained that a little bit better then maybe it would have been a better
0: movie, but it wasn't <laughs> bad. Well, I think one thing that makes science fiction movies, in my opinion, pretty great is the rules or at least movies that have rules and adhere to them. Yeah. Uh, this movie has no rules and it certainly <laughs> doesn't adhere to any of them. It just basically <laughs> does whatever. And I think a lot of people are, that frustrates people because it's like, well then, what do we, you know, how does this movie ground itself even in its in its own reality? You know, um, I'll take a movie that uh, that grounds itself really well, like um, It Follows, for instance. Um, have you guys seen this? It's a, it's a horror movie about um, because Have you seen It Follows at all? No, Anyways, it it, it 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 oh you should. It's an incredible horror movie. Anyways, it definitely has rules and it follows the rules and um, it's really creative inside that zone and it's really, really great. But yeah, I don't know. I I think it's a pretty valid criticism to say this movie just does whatever it wants. (laughs) But I was along for the ride. I thought it was fun. So I guess I didn't care. Another aspect that I sort of look at this criticism is I think that when you're viewing some kind of art or considering it, I take the context into consideration. For instance, I would have Given this movie a much harsher critique, if I paid $15 to go see it. But let's think, and this is, I don't understand why people, or maybe I don't understand why people dumped on this movie so much. It essentially cost you nothing more than your Netflix subscription, which you're already going to have whether or not this movie came to Netflix or not, right? So, like, why hate it? You know, you could have turned it off. It didn't cost you anything to turn it off. You know what I mean? So, I don't understand, like, why the hate? I mean, it it essentially was like delivered to you in a better way. So I thought that would have like given it more ratings. But then again, maybe people, because it didn't cost them anything, were more likely to dump on it. It's weird how you like look at psyche and why people look at things the way they do. Maybe if they were more invested in 15 bucks, they would have pretended they liked it more because <laughs> they paid for it. I don't know. But I just I don't know. For me, just them saving me. And I just that night just was watching the movie from my couch on my phone with amazing headphones. I just loved it so much, but I don't know. It's kind of sad that people didn't, didn't maybe like it as much. Anyways. um, Anything you guys want to say about some of the criticisms you've heard and sort of how you look at those.
1: Uh, Those are the big ones that I've heard, but I'm kind of noticing a trend with movies on Netflix in general recently getting kind of tanked critic reviews, but, much better if, if not great reviews from users and I'm not sure if maybe that goes into the the cost issue that you were talking about maybe they judge it more harshly because it's free and they don't see the worth in it or something I don't know like I haven't seen bright but it got really bad critic reviews and pretty decent user reviews and this one kind of follows that same same pattern to a lesser degree.
0: Yeah, I saw Bright. And it's, again, not a perfect movie, but it saved me from going to the movie theater. You know what I mean? And my wife and I watched it and we thought it was fine. Like, I, I guess I just I don't have a reason to hate stuff. And if I do, I'm going to turn it off. And then I'm just not going to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, I just turned it off. Because there's no reason to, like, hate watch. You know what I mean? There's no reason to sit through a movie you don't like <laughs> when you didn't pay for it. Like, you you, didn't, you don't want to walk out of a movie theater when you spent, like, $30 on a ticket. But, you, like, I can turn off something I don't like. <laughs> it's not hard.
1: Yeah, unless it's, it's something at the to... end that destroys it for you. But that doesn't seem to be the case with this one.
0: No, no, not but, at all. Not but at all. it so.
1: seems like it's the, I mean, I guess not for paid movie critics, but... Just in general, it seems like the cool thing to do to go online and bash things
0: in hate watch or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, I, I I agree. I think that we have this. It's it's really fun to, you know, just sort of jump in and slog something or whatnot. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I if this movie came out like 20 years ago it it would have been looked at differently. I mean, I just think that now we're in a position of fandom where people expect certain kinds of things and a certain level and if it doesn't hit that level, like there's this perceived thing there. I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying the movie's like amazing. I'm just saying it was way 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 better than I see people giving it credit for, which is which is which is fine. I mean, I'm going to buy this movie when it comes out. I think I don't know where I'd put it in terms of the Cloverfield verse, like and how I rank it. It might not. It might be number three, but that's not a bad spot to be. But I just think Cloverfield and 10 Cloverfield Lane were so good. And this movie's just pretty good. Like I would say it's pretty good, but it's but 10 Cloverfield Lane and just the original movie are so incredible. You know what I mean? I just don't think it quite hits those heights. But oh, and also because of people criticizing this movie so much, I came and I watched it again. Uh, the next day and I think it was still really good so again I was like okay p- clearly I was wrong you know everyone's dumping on this movie <laughs> I wasn't I still really liked it so um yeah it was fun just I was in for the characters they are great and I don't know it was just a really good movie but I don't know maybe I just maybe my heart isn't as hard as I'm just kidding I, I don't everyone who didn't <laughs> like this movie I'm sure they're fine
2: You know, maybe you're just not as filled with hate like all the other people,
0: you know? (laughs) Yeah, I'm okay with things being okay. You know, it doesn't have to be like pure Star Wars or it's garbage. You know what I mean? There's like a middle ground in there where something could be okay and still be fine, you know? Remember when things could be okay and that was okay? Remember that?
1: You say pure Star Wars, but people have been bickering about Star Wars since Empire (laughs) Strikes Back. So.
0: (laughs) That's really true. I guess I mean just like. It seems like we're getting to this zone where we're where like the entertainment we create is either the world's greatest thing ever or it's total garbage.
1: Yeah, there's no middle I, ground. And I don't think that's just I, a media thing. Like, it's just it seems like life in general.
0: Yes. Yes. I like our politics, which are so moderate. now. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. You're either like punching someone in the face or you're like you know they're jesus it's so weird. there is no middle ground no there isn't and i would say this movie is a pretty good middle ground it was fun you know i mean i'd maybe rank it a little bit higher than that but that's okay (laughs) it's okay you know i don't think yeah it's just like fine you know we can all be okay the earth it's gone
2: it's big blue full of angry people keep looking you'll find it
0: All right, so I wanted to talk a little bit about our thoughts on uh, The Chlorophyll Paradox being sold to Netflix and uh, about the theatrical release. I think I've talked about this a lot, I think, Um, but I'll just kind of make it more plain. So do we think this should have been released in the movie theater? And uh, it seems like what happened was J.J. has a deal with Paramount where they get first um, runner up at all of his movies. And so... Paramount screened this movie. They did not want to release it in theaters. They thought they had a movie that they could not recoup investment on. And given the reviews, they're probably not wrong. Um, So what they did was they sold it to Netflix. And it looks like it made them a couple million bucks, maybe 10, 15, depending on the news stories you watch. So they made their money back and made a little bit of a profit. Uh, If you look at 10 Cloverfield Lane, uh, that movie made them way more because that was a $15 million budget, I think. Um, Cloverfield Paradox was something like 40 million dollars and you could definitely see that on the screen the effects you know just the space it's just so much like the the the, the, you know the budget is definitely on the screen for Cloverfield Paradox to its credit I would say Um, but uh, but 10 Cloverfield Lane was made with 15 and they made 110 so they made a lot more money than the cloverfield paradox but who cares it got on netflix and i think that's really cool so i mean it i mean it probably matters to paramount more you know what i mean they probably like way bigger profit lines on that but i'm just curious what you all think like did you want to see this in the movie theater uh should have gotten a theatrical lease is netflix the end of cinema is like is that a bad thing i don't know travis what do you think
1: all right, I wanna deviate a little bit and talk about the new okay. movie Annihilation with Natalie Portman. It's it's made by okay. the same guy who made Ex Machina and I Loved Ex Machina. Adore X Machina. Yeah. So we wanted yeah, to go yeah. see that this weekend. And yeah. we were looking for theaters around here playing it, and like in the span of about an hour and a half drive, there's one screen playing one showing of it. Uh and Ugh. I'm thinking, like, what the hell? Why is this not getting a wider release? You'd think with yeah. the... the I thought
0: it was a big AAA movie yeah. coming out. I thought it would have been everywhere. Yeah,
1: but with the, the buzz from Ex Machina and Natalie Portman's Star Power, you'd think it would get something. Yeah. But totally. now I'm thinking maybe that would have been a better fit for Netflix instead of theaters. If that's the way they're going to release it, put it on Netflix.
0: Netflix got the worldwide release of Annihilation. It's just that annihilation the studio thought it would have done well in the united states in theaters but clearly it wasn't Uh, as broad as a regular movie and that's what really bummed me out because like you can watch annihilation right now i think um on netflix Hmm. anywhere except the u.s um which is a bummer it is so yeah i mean i guess it didn't get a really broad launch but annihilation looks really cool yeah
1: so that kind of ties into what i think about the Cloverfield Paradox. If this was going to be a movie like that, that would be hard to watch if you wanted to and wouldn't make enough money to justify it. I think Netflix is a really great place for it. I'm glad they did that because I was able to watch it on my couch immediately. It was great. But, you know, the, the fear mongering about the end of cinema, I, TVs are getting huge. Sound systems are nice. The difference in quality and Going to see a movie at the theater versus watching it at home is... The the distance is getting more narrow. So I don't think you're missing out on a lot by watching it at home immediately. I think it's eventually kind of going in that direction slowly. I think Netflix and other streaming services getting it first or exclusively is just kind of the way of the future. And I'm pretty much okay with it. I don't want to watch... Star Wars movies on at Netflix the first time, you know, but for most things I'm pretty much okay with it.
0: What do you think, Tim?
2: Yeah, I definitely think releasing the movie to Netflix was the way to go. Um, I, I mean, I think I mentioned earlier that I would not have gone to go see this in the movie theaters. You know, I, just it's it's kind of a hassle to go to the movies. And I like going to the movie theater to like watch movies, you know, but it is kind of a hassle to it's expensive. Depending on the movie, I got to find babysitters, you know, for the kids and stuff. It's it's kind of an ordeal. I there's no way I would have gone to go see this in the theater. Even though I was, you know, would be interested in it because I like the Cloverfield franchise. Um and Based on how it's, you know, being received by critics, I think it's probably safe to say that with the added cost of promoting it and distributing it, it stood a fair chance of not making its budget back. Whereas by selling it to Netflix, it's just quick and dirty, over, turned a modest profit, and then it's Netflix's problem, you know? <laughs> Like, I think that was well, a it did really what well,
0: I don't think it was a problem for Netflix. I think it was an amazing success. I mean, Netflix yeah. needs viewers. And as far as I understand from them, it did very well. And it was viewed by a lot of people. And I, I mean, I want them to do more stuff like that. I mean, absolutely. He, you know, I mean, I, I hope and I heard that it's not the next Cloverfield movie actually isn't going to be. I, I think that the Paramount thinks it's going to do fine in theaters and I think they're going to release it. But frankly, I would prefer they just sell it to netflix <laughs> frankly
2: like yeah no i do think that it was a again. smart move all around netflix yeah. got to do a cool promotional stunt by yeah. announcing it the day that it was released as you know on a commercial with the super bowl which they were probably going to have an advertisement on the super bowl anyway so it's not like it cost them any extra ad revenue you know so all they did was just buy a movie and they got to bring in you know however many people got to watch it i think the it was what 1.2 million people watched it that weekend i think that was the nielsen
0: result that's it 1.2 it, million i thought it would have been way more than that
2: i mean that was just the the first weekend which is not bad oh uh, no it's not i don't at know all. how I, many people
0: have watched it you know since then i bet it's a lot yeah hmm. interesting well as to the question of netflix is the end of cinema yeah no not at all but um But I got kids, y'all. And frankly, (laughs) like, I hope things are going to be changing a little bit because like Travis said, and that's actually the movie that I think of the most when I think of a movie I want to go out and when it comes out, have a shared experience with a lot of other Star Wars nerds, which is Star Wars itself. But there aren't a whole lot of other. And I guess the Black Panther, like seeing it with people like they were applauding and they were into it and it wasn't even like it was the first it was the you know, opening week of that. And that was a really great just to see people so into it. You know what I mean? So occasionally when I'm in the theater and have those really great experiences with obvious fans, like that's great. But sometimes you just you, know, you don't, you don't get that. And so I don't know, man, it's Netflix in a cinema. No, but I think it's a way that's going to push things out there that I wouldn't normally have a chance to see. Um, I think one of the things that scares me the most about Netflix isn't that it's in a cinema. Again, it's not. Um, I think it's um, maybe, I'm only nervous in terms of these movies getting a, an actual physical release. Right. So it came out on Netflix is paramount. Like does Netflix own the physical distribution? Like uh, we got a physical distribution of Stranger Things, but it didn't come in with. And I bought that because it was at on sale on Target on Black Friday for like 10 bucks for the Blu-ray slash DVD. And I got that. And that was a great deal. And it's awesome on my shelf. It's like a fake VHS tape or whatever with the with the discs in there. But it doesn't come with any special features, which is a bummer. Um, so I really hope that the Cloverfield Paradox gets a proper release because I want behind the scenes. I want to own this movie. You know what I mean? I want to have it like the other Cloverfield movies. And like, I would have gone to see this in the movie theater because I'm a Cloverfield fan and they Netflix saved me one. So thank you, Netflix. So yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's the end. And uh, more, please. more. So we're going to rate it on the ghost scale, starting with Tim. How do you rate the Cloverfield Paradox on the ghost scale? I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give it a rad.
2: I was entertained by the movie the whole time I was watching it. Um, There was definitely some stuff afterwards that I was thinking about that didn't make a lot of sense. But during the movie, while I was watching it, it wasn't that distracting. So I, I think that's to its benefit. Um, and I I also think that the fact that I didn't have to go to the theater actually kind of helped my enjoyment of the movie. If I had had to pay the money to go down to the theater and see it in there, I might have given it a little bit of lower rating. But in general, yeah, I'm giving it a red.
0: So we now know who's never going to sponsor our podcast, and it's any theater chain in the United States of America. Travis, how would you rate <laughs> Cloverfield paradox on the ghost scale
1: yeah I want to agree with him and give it a solid rad I think that you know it's not a perfect movie no movie is but um they the benefits outweigh the the pros outweigh the cons it's really solid a lot of fun the only thing really keeping me away from the must watch on it is the fact that honestly so many other people seem to dislike it so much. And if I don't think that I am the arbiter of all that is good, so maybe I'm wrong about it. I can't really recommend it as a must watch. If this many people are saying this is shit, but you know, some of that's the internet hate machine, but yeah, I give it a solid rad.
0: I'm the exact same way. I would have given this movie a must watch after I had seen it and I was like, holy smokes, that was cool. Like that, you know, the Cloverfield monster comes up from the clouds at the end of the final <laughs> shot, and I'm like, must watch! Must watch! And then the next day I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> so here's the here here's my answer. It's definitely for me like a rad. Like I'm that that's like what I'm gonna say, like in general. But I, And I came down because of the internet. I guess the internet killed a must watch for me. But if you own Netflix, watch this movie. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything. If you like sci-fi, if you like Cloverfield, just watch it. Unless you have like a million shows that you're just watching and you're so full of Netflix content because it got so much. And you just have no time and you're just really busy and you don't like sci-fi movies and you don't care about Cloverfield. Like then don't see it. Don't see this movie. But if you've got Netflix and you're like, I don't know what to watch and I liked Cloverfield, it's like a must watch. It's free. And if you, if you like, like a-
1: schlocky, cheesy, fun, popcorn, sci-fi disasters in space, I mean, oh. it's it, it's definitely a must watch for my sense of what makes a good movie. I'll, I'll say that. But, you,
0: you know, just as you said those words, Travis, I realized I like Okay, I'm not saying this is a bad movie, but I like bad movies. I like Mystery Science Theater 3000. I actually own crappy movies that I watch, and I really and I find things that I like about them. I like kitsch. I like camp. I like you know what I mean. This movie's like kind of in that zone a little bit, and I was in. Like, it doesn't have to make sense. I don't care. It's not. I don't know. Not everything has to be that way for me. So I don't know.
1: Then you would really like The Room.
0: Oh, I have it. My friend got it from me for Christmas. It's it's on my phone. I I like ripped the DVD and I'm ready to watch it. So yeah, yeah I'm definitely gonna check that out. So yeah, yeah. All right, everyone. Uh, looks like the Cloverfield Paradox gets a rad from all of us on the Ghost Scale.